0: Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Welcome to the podcast, conscience that made us interviews and stories tales from the bus we love taking you back to when it all went down the greatest live shows and the cheering crowd sound it's concerts concerts that made us concerts
1: that made us.com hey what's up guys this is audrey queen aka the queen of darkness lead singer full to the heart
2: this is draven dc the drummer
1: And you're listening to The Concerts That Made Us.
3: And Audrey, you're very welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for uh, having yeah. us. How are you doing today?
3: Great, great. And yourselves?
2: Pretty good. It's been a long, long one already, but you know. Yeah.
3: Lovely, lovely. So the last time we spoke, you had just released Black Widow. Now you're back with the EP Debt, Oddities and Romance, which released on the 28th of April. What can you tell us about it?
1: So when we were writing this EP, we really, I know for me, I really wanted to to kind of step back a little bit from writing personal and kind of do like the storybook type of thing. So when I approached um, the guys giving me music, I really took inspiration from Volbeat's and how they write songs on characters like Doc Holliday or Lola Montez. So I wanted to give that uh, also kind of feel and so this was just a collection of characters in their own stories, kind of doing their own things in their own little worlds.
3: You know, the last time the guys were on, I spoke by how they put the music together. But where does your, ins- when it comes to songwriting, where does your inspiration usually come from? How do you approach writing songs?
1: Usually, I'll listen to the song and I'll kind of let the song speak to me on what it wants to be. Um, So for this, I, I usually take what's going on in the world or what's going on in my personal life or maybe in the guys' lives. And try to make more um, personal things that people can relate to. Um, but I'm also noticing, even writing these stories, a lot of people are relating to these little stories. So I guess it's just in my nature to write songs to bring a community together and have people feel like um, their voice is being heard generally throughout everyone and they can connect with others in that way.
3: Yeah, yeah. You're definitely, you're definitely good at kind of, you know, targeting a listener and making them feel good with your music. You know, I noticed that a lot of your songs kind of, they're very easy to resonate with.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that.
3: And what was the the production like on the on the EP?
2: Uh, production was, I mean, overall, it was very awesome. We got to work with uh, Justin Camp from the metalcore band miss may i so that was like a dream come true i know for me because i'm i grew up listening to old school style metalcore so to be able to work with him was just awesome but basically like when we wrote these riffs and then she threw her lyrics on them we realized like oh revenant's about like a vampire or uh black widow's about an assassin we wanted like a certain theme in the production to go with that so that's where you add your little gunshots or your little ominous instruments or something kind of creepy in the background, something gothic based on what the song was calling for. You add those production elements to it, but it was really cool to go to this big famous studio in Ohio and work with Justin and kind of lay all that down.
3: Yeah, definitely. Is there? What's it like when you're going to work with someone that has a name like that? Is there kind of a, are you nervous? Are you ready? How does it feel?
2: So yeah, at, at first um we Didn't really know what to expect. I mean, he's a big name guy and they've toured the whole world. They, you know, have been doing music full time since they were like even younger than we were. And we're going in with this. And originally we wanted to go into a big, uh, we want to do an EP with a big sound. You know, we want to do like a really heavy sound to kind of match his vibe. And we realized like, that's not what it is. You know, we're not them. We got to do our own spin and do our own thing. And when we met him, we realized he's a nerd. (laughs) He's just a big music nerd, you know, and we were like, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, like him and Brian got along. They were both kind of socially awkward and they're both gear nuts. And we realized, like, he's just a music nerd and just a very sweet dude. And like, we just, you know, had some fun with him and it was just kind of worked out.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the 28th of April seems like such a long, long time ago. How has the reaction been from fans to the EP?
2: So Reaction's been really good. Um, I know when Black Widow first dropped back last time we talked in October, people were uh, excited and pleasantly surprised that we were doing a heavier sound. And when they finally got their hands on the new EP, they realized there was kind of a song and a story for everybody. But a lot of the attention once the EP came out was on a song like Postmortem and Death by the Sea, the tracks that we didn't release as singles. Um, a lot of people are captivated by the uniqueness of those tracks and how those tracks were written and the the different styles that those tracks ended up being.
3: When that happens, then does that kind of make you regret not releasing them ones as the singles?
2: No, I actually like. I look forward to. I, I like the weird stuff. You know what I mean. The weird stuff might not work markability wise. Um, but I don't I don't regret it. Um we originally talked about doing Death by the Sea as a single and it just didn't fit our budget because the idea that we had in the video would require a lot of time and a lot of money that we just didn't have in the budget. So we we're like, you know, let's just make it like kind of like a almost like a filler track, but not really a filler track because it's an EP. And you know, maybe if it gets a good enough reaction and maybe if it gets good enough traffic on its own, we might re you know, revisit that track and you might get something later on.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, down the line, you'll uh, we'll get to see what that idea was. And how has the band grown or evolved between this release and your 2021 album Transcendence? Then,
2: oh, just I mean, a, a ton. I mean, Transcendence yeah. was written during the heart of COVID, which is in 2020, mm-hmm. and we started writing Death Valley's Romance right after uh, Transcendence came out, and we were already like. I think personally for me too, like light years away, light years ahead of where we were with Transcendence. Transcendence is a good, it's a good release. Don't get me wrong, but we were already like ahead of the game. Like we already had a new idea and a new concept and a new writing style. We were writing heavier, writing more fluently, vibing a little bit better. And you know, we were just kind of so ready to knock this thing out. We wanted to wait till COVID was over, we wanted to wait yeah. till we were touring again, mm-hmm. and we wanted to come back and do all that stuff. And I was like, we're just gonna hold on to this, and I don't care how long we got to hold on to it, we got to drop this one right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you similar this time around? Then are you already moving on to the next music, or are you stepping back and letting this EP kind of settle in for a while?
2: No, yeah. I mean, uh if if anybody out there listening has has us on Patreon, you know we've already been cooking some stuff up. And if you haven't, come check us out on Patreon. We already have uh like four or five songs in the works that are demoed out right now that we share to our lovely Patreon bloodline. And yeah, we're already we're already we are ready to do the next thing. And we don't know if the next thing is gonna be a bunch of singles or another EP or maybe a full-on album. We haven't really decided that part yet, but we are already writing and working on new stuff and we're going on tour in July and when we come home from that tour, we have three whole studio dates that we're blocking off that we're just gonna do nothing but record.
3: Oh lovely. Lovely. That actually reminds me, are you guys still doing the the weird cookery shows on Patreon?
2: Yeah, we are still doing them. We're on episode like I think like 16 or something ridiculous. Yeah, but we've done- yeah, they're still they're still fun. So uh we've been doing weird stuff. I think Audrey did like a baking special at at one point so
1: I do not like cooking I'm so glad I live with people that like to cook because it ain't my thing
2: (laughs) I love it I know Tom and I love it we probably have the most episodes accumulated between the two of us but I I like it it's another creative outlet for me um and it's just fun you know and people you know we're really goofy in the videos and people just kind of like it and it's a fun fun thing to do besides music and the creative front
3: True, actually, and it's probably the last thing you would expect to see a band doing or to get from a band, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, we've we even talked about maybe putting it on like some of our social medias as like a like a weekly thing, but for right now, it's just gonna stay on Patreon. You know, you gotta gotta support us and to get that exclusive, wacky, ridiculous content.
3: <laughs> well, it's definitely worth it, anyway, and. Since we last spoke, you guys have been extremely busy gigging and touring. I feel like every time I go on Facebook or Instagram, there's a new poster up saying that you're playing with this band or you're playing here. What have some of the highlights been for you guys?
2: So I'm going to start off with specifically this year. Um, We did a release show for Death Addities and Romance, and we did the whole thing ourselves. We booked it at the uh uh what is it it's a roastery, a roastery yeah. Uh, at the coffee roastery because we have our own coffee and we did it at the roastery we did an acoustic show we sold out the acoustic show we had food there we did a raffle where we gave away one of uh tom's bass guitars um that was probably one of the bigger highlights in the last two years for this band not only to have a sold out headline show under our belt again but to do it in such a weird you know, kind of like not normal way and just kind of drop that out of nowhere. But it was it was it felt more like a party, but it was a full concert. And we did full production. We did our own sound. We had our big giant 30 foot banner. Like Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun, but it really just felt like a party with all of our fans and friends that showed up and it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Um
2: but other than that, like uh open up for rolling courts at Reggie's was really dope. Mm -hmm. Um I know we toured in 22 with the rumors. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And we got some great tours planned this year. We're going out with Texas Hippie Coalition, Gemini Syndrome, and Inve Melmstein. So those are three separate runs that we're doing this year to promote this release. And I am beyond excited to start that process.
0: Yeah,
3: man. And I have to ask, how do you guys prepare and get ready for going on the road with guys like that?
2: So um, it's a lot of lot of money to, to buy merchandise and amp up our our game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we invested in a rack system for all you gear nuts out there, uh, that we don't have to bring amps on the road and buying it, buying a bunch of new merchandise, practicing a bunch and really just getting the vehicle solid out. We're actually doing that tonight after this interview, we're going and going to drop it off to my mechanic and he's going to do a full look just to make sure we're safe and really just kind of like hoping on, you know, and kind of praying a little bit that it, that it goes really good. But I mean, it's a, it's a calculated risk that we take with these runs. You know, I feel like these are good bands. Their audiences are very similar. It kind of lets us kind of play a little of the new stuff but also play some of the old stuff and you kind of just kind of just got to go live and take that leap of faith, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how are you guys handling life on the road lately? You know, it can be a bit of a slog at sometimes.
2: Um,
1: it's you know, we we live together. Yeah, we've done the yeah, we've done the been in that like a Tahoe, a small Tahoe together. So, I mean, we're living together, so it's it's not, it's it's nothing like we haven't experienced. I think definitely this time around, it's going to be a lot easier for us just because we already know everybody's triggers, we already know how everybody is. Um, and you know, we've got a vans so now, we have like more space, so we can, like, you know, we're not stuck in a tiny little truck, we, we have more space, and um it's it does help that we sort of like each other (laughs) sort of (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. there are some issues living like it there are some issues obviously living especially me as a woman living with three other men but you know whatever we get we get through the day
3: glad to hear it glad to hear it (laughs) and audrey you weren't on the last time so i have to ask you this question when it comes to concerts you've attended what concerts would you say have made you
1: um one that comes to mind right away is definitely when we as a band saw it disturbed um you disturbs from chicago that was such a great experience to see um, they were all best friends. They all grew up together to see all the photographs and them attending each other's weddings. We just yeah, kind of... that
2: whole emotional thing right in the middle. Yeah, we just... It was just of, them like living with each other. And, yeah,
1: we looked at each other and we were like, this is like what we want to be. We want to someday play an arena and have pictures of us at the house we lived in, at each other's weddings, um, at each other's birthday parties and celebrations and that is definitely a concert where I was like, wow, this this is the dream that I want to live. This is what I aspire to do and who I aspire to be. And another one is definitely seeing any better Pearl Jam. Um, that was another one because he's one of my greatest influences. Um, I, I take a lot of inspiration from him as a grunge artist. So those are some concerts that really made me and really made me want to be a musician and be better.
3: Yeah, oh man. There are two that I actually would like cut off my left arm to get to see. I absolutely love those guys. And your own shows then. What shows would you say have made you?
1: Um definitely headlining House of Blues Chicago. That was a moment. Uh we we sold it out. Well, we didn't really sell it out, but we sold 400 tickets. Um, which is was quite a lot uh, for us in our career um stepping out on stage and just the curtains peeling back and everybody screaming at you because they they've been waiting for you all night to get on stage and um definitely you know definitely our, our 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 acoustic performance that Draven was just talking about that definitely I stepped back and I was like wow people actually care like people really want to know what we're doing want to know what we're up to want to be a part of our lives and be a part of this experience and be not only fans but be our our family members our bloodline members and those were those were definitely two concerts where once again I sat back and I was like this is what I'm meant to do this is what I want to be and nothing in this life is going to stop me from this because I have all these people that absolutely love and adore us and back us fully
2: yeah, I think especially the acoustic one, um, not only because it's recent, but the vulnerability of playing acoustic music is Absolutely. just so, you're so vulnerable up there. And you're, we're talking about each individual song. We had to change the music to fit the acoustic style. And everyone, like, I mean, at one point, especially when we talked about postmortem, it's a very, uh, very personal song for Audrey and I specifically. And it's like, there was not a dry eye in the room when we were talking about that. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh my god like people are not only understanding the message but they're like people are living it people are also like going through stuff that you know you may not know about it's just crazy and yet beautiful to kind of see that we could all connect over this this song that we wrote but also music in general
3: yeah yeah definitely i often ask like what's the best thing that could happen with your career you know but i think that reaction is worth more than any monetary value or anything else that could
2: happen
1: oh yeah absolutely i completely agree just having people just having that that level of support because we know that no matter what these people will be by our side and we will do the same for them every single time
2: yeah i mean i know i know what music did to me growing up and like i just want to be that for somebody because i know i know the power behind it you know I feel like we have this gift of writing music and producing music and recording music. And it's like, I don't want to waste it, you know?
3: Definitely. Definitely. And before we jump into the last couple of questions, then I know you've told us about the upcoming tours and everything. Is there anything else in the future you want to let us know about?
2: Um, As of right now, uh, pretty much just the touring uh, come see us on Patreon, follow us on social media. Maybe uh, we got a lot of fun little things that we're doing on the socials and uh, we might see one more music video from death and oddities maybe one more coming out but if not check out revenant that's the that's the single right now
3: oh, fantastic fantastic right draven you can answer these as well because it'll be interesting to see how your answers have changed since last time we'll uh we'll start off easy if you didn't work in music what do you think you would be doing
2: um i don't know i mean probably probably at this point doing something with with food maybe Do, doing something in the food industry you know right right and audrey
1: um well the way i w- was i grew up my mom was an educator always has been an educator so she wanted me to go to college and get some boring stupid job in the world and marry a stupid engineer so i'd probably just be living a mundane life unfortunately good hmm. thing i didn't go down that path <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, thank God for music, so.
1: Yes, absolutely.
3: (laughs) And the next one, so if you guys could see any performer from history in concert for one night only, who would it be?
1: That's a good one. What do you think?
2: I gotta think you gotta you gotta okay
1: I I I guess off the top of my head I definitely love to see the Beatles perform in their heyday that would have been really cool to see because I was obsessed with the Beatles growing up my grandmother loved the Beatles so maybe in like the days where everybody was like obsessed with them I I would like to see them then when they were throwing candy at them that they liked and screaming at the top of their lungs
2: what a weird what a weird time too
1: yeah. Like, like,
2: I'm so obsessed with these young men that I'm going to throw things at them.
1: Yeah. they couldn't literally perform because so people screamed at them and threw stuff at them. Yeah. That's
2: crazy.
3: Yeah. Did you ever see the uh, the footage of when they played the baseball park in America and they actually couldn't hear their own instruments?
2: Wow.
1: That's just so obsessed. I bet <laughs> people that's, that's,
2: that's just crazy to me. Like, that is like, you, you you have to love your fan base, but also be like, bro, like, take a chill, you know?
1: Yeah, I know, that's way too much.
3: I think that's actually why they stopped performing live and just became more of a studio-based band, because they got sick of going out and not being able to actually hear the music or play through a full a full set, you know?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I it could be. Him. And with a band like the Beatles, I mean, they were so big that they could just drop something and it would just sell and make money. You don't even need to go out and perform it or promote yeah. it. yeah. Be like oh the new single you know it's crazy okay who would you see um so at this point in my life i, I think i i remember my answer from last time but i'm going to switch it up I, I would like to see early lincoln park and like a club that would be good you know especially with like the absence of chester and like they they have the new music coming out with like old demos and stuff and listening to that kind of like throws me back to like that whole new metal genre like i would love to see that being a brand new thing at like a small venue and just seeing that grow and be like wow i was there for you know 2005 lincoln park or even earlier than that you know but just something something crazy kind of like that would be amazing to experience
3: yeah that would be actually unreal geez and the next one so if you had to spend 24 hours locked in a room with any musician from history who would it be
1: Oh these are these are good questions. This is we gotta <laughs> think about, huh? yeah, like who would I want to be locked in a room with? Um, he makes it makes you think. yeah, damn. you got somebody?
2: No, I gotta think about it. I don't
1: know. I was thinking for you like the ride. you wanna be locked in a room with that man?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's probably I feel like that's always the go-to answer, but you're probably right. I mean, not only to figure out the songwriting he has come up with and his own style but like just being a drummer in a band you know what i mean like
1: yeah but a songwriter yeah a songwriter like he was one
2: of the best songwriters like of like i know like our time you know just like he he came up with a lot of that like arena metal stuff
1: don't okay so that's who i that's who i'd want to be i would want to be locked in the room with chester Bennington
2: that's a good yeah connect that all together
1: i would want i would so badly want to know what go what made him tick and made him write so many good songs because he was like literally the soundtrack to my 14 year old emo depression stage so i would love to know uh what I, i i just love that man he he's amazing
3: that is actually a very good one i wouldn't mind that myself
2: yeah even just to be a fly on the wall, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, a... just, just yeah. A... I mean, they did a lot of they pioneered a lot of like modern bands, a lot of like people like I grew up on Lincoln Park, so like I joined a band and it's crazy yeah. to see
0: mm-hmm. what they've done. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, they really affected so many people's lives, you know. Like even take them. If they never existed, you guys mightn't even be in a band, you know?
1: No, exactly. Because he was he was he he was one of my influences as well yeah i I feel like even
2: even if you would still be in a band your influences would be slightly different oh Mm.
0: yeah you know because i
2: don't i don't like for brian specifically brian grew up on like metallica but brian got down with like lincoln park and three days grace specifically yeah so mm. if you didn't have that uh lincoln park influence like a lot of stylistic stuff would be like switched up a little bit but same thing with the music industry i mean a lot of people like that the rap, rock, screaming, heavy riffs, but it's like new school. It's a little urban. It's a lot of a lot of different stuff going on there.
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And the final one. So what song would appear on the soundtrack to your lives?
2: Oh, man, I forgot about this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this question stressed me out last time.
1: Oh, okay. Soundtrack. <laughs> hmm. Wow, these are some good questions. I commend you, because you, like, usually, like, weapons, it's just like, you know, you can just, but this, this really makes me think. Soundtrack.
2: I feel like the soundtrack one changes, because I go, I go, I, I'm in and out of a lot of different moods.
1: Yeah. So
2: it's like, but like, to define one is really... It's really challenging.
1: Honestly thinking about it, if I had to choose one else off the top of my head, it would probably be remember we die by Gemini syndrome. Because That's I have, a good I have gone through so much in my life. I've gone through so much loss. Um I've struggled with a lot of depression and anxiety in my life. And just to have that little saying of like remember we die, it's like we're here for a reason. So live it to the fullest and enjoy whatever you're doing because tomorrow was never promised
3: actually love that answer couldn't get yeah, a better I one even, i don't even want to go
2: <laughs> after that sorry
1: but i am a writer
2: that's yeah. that's a that's a good point i mean i kind of agree though i mean i don't know yeah. what else to say to that i mean
1: yeah it's kind of just like the kick that run remember we die you know enjoy life we're living life we're young we're somewhat happy and healthy and
3: wonderful <laughs> <I guess. laughs> right right Draven are you going to uh, attempt to follow that one up or
2: no I think we should end on that man that's, that's a the answer <laughs> honestly I'm like stunned
3: perfect so listen guys thanks for jumping back on again and letting us all know about the EP I really appreciate it
1: thank you so much for having us
2: yeah thanks for having us man thanks for spreading the word
3: hey guys i really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please rate and review us on itunes and spotify and if you're interested in signing up the band builder academy use the link in the show notes below and enter the code concerts and you'll receive 10 percent off so until next time keep rocking
2: hey hey what are
3: you guys still doing there The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.